Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Isaacson and this podcast is brought to you by TNT Fitness. We have a few events coming up. We've got the TNT Fall Fest on September 26th. You can get signed up right now on MindBody. This is a free event. If you bring in your spouse or a friend, make sure you get signed up twice. This is a replacement for our Christmas party. Go back to that previous podcast if you want to get all the details. I'm just throwing this out there again so you hear the date. Make sure you block that out September 26th. This was just announced yesterday. Lindy and Coach Courtney is going to do a uplifting women seminar on October 10th. This is from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So it's a four-hour seminar. They're going to go over squat, deadlift, press. Uh, they're going to talk about warm-ups, things that are specific to female lifters and all kinds of good stuff. They're going to be some maxing out in there as well. So if you're interested in this, it's open to members and non-members. There's only 20 spots available. Seven have already been signed up. So if you're thinking about this, uh, ask Lindy and Courtney if you have any questions. But I would recommend to get signed up as soon as possible. Thank you everyone that left a review last week when we asked for it. We've got 63 reviews right now on Google. It's super helpful when someone's trying to find a gym in the area, especially since we're trying to switch over from CrossFit TNT to TNT Fitness. Thank you everyone that left a review. Today is the last day of the August Committed Club Challenge. The goal was to get 15 sessions in August. We still have today. There's still plenty of times for a CrossFit and Swift to get done. So I'm not going to give you guys the final tally until later on this week. I do want to give a special shout out to four people that did a ton of classes. We've got Kathy at 49 sessions. We've got Nikki at 32 sessions. We got Daryl at 31 sessions. And we got Don at 29 sessions. That is a ton of workouts. Nice work, everyone. And that is um, counting from this morning. I think they've done a few more workouts since then, too. So it might be even higher. I just wanted to give a special shout out to those four people. What if you didn't get to 15 sessions? I talked about a penalty and maybe some public shaming. There's going to be none of that. No penalties, no shame. If you didn't get to 15, that's okay. Even if you got five sessions or 10 sessions, that is still a good amount of workouts. And that's still way more work than what the average person is going to do. So don't beat yourself up if you didn't get to 15. If you did five, eight, 10, whatever it was, um, Tell yourself good job for getting the sessions done that you did. Those were tough workouts. I'm sure all the workouts are at the gym, so don't beat yourself up too badly. And this was a lot of fun to do. I had a lot of fun doing this too. I did way more group classes than I normally do. So we might bring this back uh, sometime in the future. I'm going to go over a few quick notes about the workouts we have coming up this week. Tuesday's workout, it's a 10-minute workout, one-mile run with the remaining time max rep one-arm devil's presses. There's a few ways you can attack this workout. You can try and go out as fast as possible and see what you can do on that mile. So maybe you feel like the running's been going well. Maybe it's cooling down a little bit compared to the last time you did a mile. If you want to go for it, go for it. Run as fast as you can. That's going to slow down the amount of devil's presses that you do. But if you choose to go for that as an option, um, that is fine. Uh, totally cool with the coaches and us. If you want to see how fast you can run, go for it. If you want to try and game it a little bit more, make sure you're not too out of breath when you come back to do the devil's presses. Then slow it down just slightly. On Thursday, we have an EMOM. Every minute on the minute for 15 minutes. 12 overhead squats, 12 toaster bars, 60 double unders. The usual mistake I see on imams is that people start off with a little bit more than they can handle. 
the goal is to get a little bit of rest in between the stations. So even though you might be able to complete something in 50, 55 seconds for a round and barely squeeze by, that's okay on round one and two and three, but this thing's got five rounds. Whenever you do an EMOM, that first round should almost feel like, I think I might've set this up a little bit too easily. So start off with something um, that's very manageable at first and then you can always give yourself more reps or more weight as you keep going. Friday's workout is going to be a very challenging workout. We've got a 3K row, and then every 90 seconds, you're going to stop and perform eight burpees. This is a tough one. we got a scaled option, too. Scaled is 2K row with five burpees. The goal is to finish under the 18-minute time cap. You have to row at a decent pace, and you got to knock out the burpees pretty quick. Otherwise, you're going to hit that time cap in no time, and it's going to be nothing but burpees and getting on and off the rower. You don't want to strap your feet in on this one. It's going to be too slow. It's going to take uh, too much time. You have to have fast transitions. So you can either leave the straps pretty loose and just kind of pick your feet into them and not touch them at all to where it stops you a little bit when you pull yourself forward, but there's still some wiggle room in there so you don't have to adjust them. Or you can just put your foot all on top of the strap altogether. Do not try and uh, tighten these up and loosen them up and then tighten them up each time. It's going to be way too slow with doing burpees every 90 seconds. So scale this one as needed and make sure that, tra that the transitions are very fast. Next Monday is Labor Day. We've got one class only and that's at 9 a.m. We're going to do 400 meter walking lunges for time. That is the monthly benchmark for September. Today's topic is a Q&A. We got a couple of questions from Instagram that I'm going to answer today. And the first question is booze question mark. I remember in high school, that's when I took my first nutrition class. My high school teacher was a bodybuilder. He was awesome. He got me into fitness. But he would say that getting drunk would erase two weeks of training. Now, he was super hardcore, and he was probably just trying to scare some high school kids out of drinking too much on the weekends, but I had a classmate that reached his hand up and said, I've gotten drunk every single weekend, and I'm in way better shape than I was in the beginning of the season. So he kind of debunked his claim right away. It's not going to set your uh, training back two weeks. That's a little bit of an overkill. It does slow you down, however. I talked about this a bunch of times on the podcast. It's not good for fat burning. It's not good for your sleep quality. Uh, it's a little bit overblown though. You can still see great results if you have a, a moderate amount of alcohol consumption. So it's not a, a yes or no question. There's a ton of um, gray area in there. My official guideline is to drink as little as possible. It's not good for your training. However, if you're looking for some more information, if you're looking for maybe a drink suggestion, I'm not going to come up with that. But there is a great article that I've uh, read a couple years ago that still is very accurate to this day. You can find it at leangains.com and it's called The Truth About Alcohol, Fat Loss, and Muscle Growth. This one's from 2010, but it holds up really good today as well. I just glossed over it to see if it was a good recommendation. So if you want to nerd out some more, you can go in there, you can look at it. He makes some recommendations that I wouldn't make on this podcast too. My official statement is going to be drink as little as possible. Don't mess around with that stuff. Drink water, work out. Uh, but if you do want to read a little bit, it's, uh, it's at leangains.com and it's called The Truth About Alcohol, Fat Loss, and Muscle Growth. The second question I got was keto question mark. For future Q&As, if you want a more in-depth answer, please elaborate as much as possible. But I'm going to work with this, uh, these one-word question mark uh, questions. Keto, I've heard great things about it. I've heard bad things about it. I'm sure it works really well for a lot of people. 
when you look at the signs of weight loss, it's pretty clear cut. You can lose weight on uh, high carb diets. You can lose weight on low carb diets. On average, if you match the calories, so if the people consume the same amount of calories and if you match the protein so that the people consume the same amount of calories and protein, it doesn't matter if the deficit comes from less carbs or from less fat. That's if you look at a big group of people. So let's say if you have 100 people in a study, it's going to average out to be about the same. But then if you jump in and look at individual people, you're going to see some people lose more weight. And you're going to see some people lose less weight. This is where you need to experiment yourself. This might be a good uh, alternative for you. You might lose more weight on this compared to a diet that's higher in carb and lower in fat instead. So give it a try. If you've never done it before, if you're curious about it, I've never tried this myself. I've dabbled with low-carb stuff, but I've never measured the actual ketones before, so I can't say for sure that I've been in a, a ketogenic state. If you don't know what I'm talking about, ketones is a fuel that your body produces when you don't eat any carbs. So your brain likes carbs, it's, it runs on carbs, and if you eat very little carbs, your body has to come up with something else and that's when it produces ketones. So ketones is a result of eating very low carbohydrate foods. This has been shown to be very, very effective in treating uh, seizure disorders in some people and a lot of people say that it's great for weight loss as well. This might not be great for weight loss if you love fatty foods. So if you love stuff like uh, cheese, fatty cuts of meat, avocado, if those are things that are easy for you to overeat, this might not be a great fit for you. A lot of people that rave about this diet say that they feel very satiated eating higher fat, higher protein. So if that's something that you experience after some eggs and nothing else, then this might be a good option for you. Some people, they have eggs, avocado, and then 20 minutes later, they're hungry again. This might not be a great option for you. So like I said earlier, give it a try. It's very individual. It works for some people. It doesn't work for some people. This could even be a phase of a diet that you do for a couple of weeks and then you switch on over if you feel like you want to uh, throw a couple of things on the wall and see what sticks. There's going to be a decreased exercise performance at first. So you're going to suck a little bit at the gym for a week, two weeks, maybe even a longer time than that. However, just because the exercise feels more strenuous or that you slow down a little bit at the gym doesn't mean that you don't get the same benefit from exercise. So you're going to slow down a little bit at first, but you might still see all the health benefits that you get from working out. It's just going to be at a slower pace. So if you don't mind seeing the PRs go down a little bit temporarily, that's okay. Keep working out anyway because you're going to see the benefit once you go back to a regular diet or once you get more accustomed to less carbs. A common mistake I see when people do this diet is they probably eliminate uh, all the greens. So on a keto diet, you can't have any carbs, which means you cut out a lot of uh, rice, pasta, uh, some vegetables that are higher in carbs as well. Make sure that you get some greens in there too. There's plenty of greens that have very little amount of carbs. So you got to have some of that stuff to get in there so that you get some fiber, you get some vitamins and minerals. Uh, don't skip out on the spinach, the kale, the broccoli, the cauliflower, whatever you feel like is keto friendly for you. There's got to be some vegetables in there as well. Some people find this a little bit easier to follow if they travel or if they go out to eat. You have a long list of food that you're allowed to eat and they have a long list of food that you're not allowed to eat. So you can kind of just pick and choose. You don't necessarily have to be super um, meticulous about the numbers. 
However, the carbs has to be low. Sometimes people don't really realize what has a lot of carbs and what doesn't have a lot of carbs. I've talked to clients saying that, oh, I've been keto for a couple months now. I feel great. I don't don't eat any carbs. I just eat fruit. I've heard someone say that. And that's not really how it works. I'm not saying that fruit isn't healthy for you. It's just that you need to realize and be very good at knowing what's fat, what's protein, what's carbs. And kind of knowing that the total is low enough to actually get into ketosis. If you have too many carbs, you're not going to be in ketosis. If you have too much protein, you're not going to be in ketosis. So if you want to be super technical about this, you would get some uh, strips to test your ketone levels. That is not necessary if you're doing this just for weight loss. You can just focus on being lower carb instead. Um, But that's a way to know for sure that you're in ketosis. The third and final question is, rest days, are they mandatory even if I feel fine? Rest days should be a part of your exercise program. You can't just work out nonstop and not rest, recover, rebuild. Here's a few things uh, that kind of tells you if you need a rest day, if you don't need a rest day. Please note that everything on this list is going to apply to you if you don't work out enough either. So that's the tricky part with this. You might experience these things if you work out too much and you might experience this if you work out not enough. So be honest with with yourself when I go through the list right here. You should be able to hit 90% on a lift any given day of the week. Let's say your back squat is 200 pounds. You should be able to get to 180 um, whenever you want to. If you can't get to that number, if you feel really weak, that's when you might need a rest day. If you feel irritable or moody, that's when you might need a rest day as well if you've been running yourself a little bit low. You could also have problems sleeping. Like I said, this is not something that happens if you work out a couple of days a week. This is if you've been pushing it like crazy and really doing more than what you're used to. Not excited to work out. This could be an, uh, a sign as well, especially for higher level athletes or if you've been doing, like I said before, more than usual. That's something to watch out for. You can keep working out for a really long time if you keep sandbagging workouts. So I used to do this. I used to pride myself on on working out for uh, tons of um, weeks and days in a row. I try to get a streak going of three weeks, of four weeks, of two months without taking any rest days and doing nothing but uh, workouts on those days. That works if you don't push yourself very hard. And that's not what you want to do. You want to give each workout a good effort. You want to give it a solid 80, 90, 100% effort, maybe 105 every now and then too. But that requires you to kind of back off a little bit too. If you're able to work out every day for 21 days in a row, that might mean that you leave a little bit in the tank in each workout and that there could be some room for you to push even more. And then when you do push even more, that's when it's going to catch up to you and you're for sure going to feel like tomorrow... I need a rest day. That was way too much. I need to chill out a little bit. So that's something to look out for. Don't just keep sandbagging workouts to keep a long streak going. If you feel unproductive on rest days, if you feel like I just don't want to sit on the couch and not get anything done, that's the time to go on a long walk, to go on a bike ride, to do some yoga. Those things are going to be super helpful. Like I said before, everything on this list is very individual. Some people do great working out more. Some people... um, don't do as well with long uh, stretches of working out in a row. Uh, figure out which one you are. Try a couple different things. If you've never taken two rest days in a week, if you've never taken uh, one or three, play around with that number a little bit. See what works best for you. You have to keep track of your numbers. You got to write down what you lift, what your times are. If you see yourself improving, uh, you're doing well. If you're not seeing yourself improving, then you need to mix it up a little bit. So if you don't have the data to back it up, you're really just guessing and that's not what you want to do. 
The quote of the week is, Be forgiving with your past self, be strict with your present self, and be flexible with your future self. I'm excited about the workouts we have coming up this week. I hope that you are as well. I'll see you at the gym.